Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. about are we on are we on on. okay well today is freedom friday and it's the end of the month august 31st 2018 yay yay it's like filthy friday filthy 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 demonic beings inhabiting flesh suits my goodness is it getting better miss kapow I'm afraid not. I'm afraid not. It's not getting better. This world's gone mad. It has gone Crazy. insane. Cuckoo. Yes, because the beginning of wisdom or intelligence starts with the fear of God. So when you throw that out, I don't care if you're educated. I don't care if you have PhDs. I don't care if you're like David Hawking. Not David Hawking, Stephen Hawking. Mm-hmm. That, that guy who talked like that. Uh, without wisdom, you have no intelligence. That's intelligence. You might you might be educated, but you have no intelligence. But how can you how can you be smart? How can you have wisdom and intelligence if you reject God? That's like your eternal salvation. That's not very bright. <laughs> and then you go down from there. Just go down from there. Oh, these people are something else. So uh, we're going to talk about a couple of crazy. Oh, the first story is is. Very repulsive. It's very filthy. It's cannibalism. And then we're going to talk about this uh, poor uh, porn actress who was treated like meat. Uh, poor thing. That but, doesn't even make sense. No. And that's what we're going to talk about. It. Just the, the mentality of the uh, the liberal Satanists. These people just are out of control. And then, because uh, they're not people. And then, uh, just, we don't have a lot of details about that. Just about... Uh, you know, another another crazy parent doing crazy things. They're all over the place. Uh, it's unbelievable. And then the last story is very interesting, just to show the mentality of uh, some of these entitled <laughs> flesh suits mm. today. Uh, it's it's almost comical the story, but um, if it's real, which I think this stuff is, yeah, <laughs> it's um, unbelievable. So if you give a scripture, we'll get right on it. Okie dokie. I was going to read from um, Psalm 119. All right. Because I like that one. All right. But I'm just going to read the portion that, the very first portion, which is um, Elif. Okay. Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. And blessed are they that keepeth his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. 
Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. O oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. I will keep thy statutes. O oh, forsake me not utterly. Well, we have to abide in God the Father through abiding through the Son, through the Lord Jesus Christ. If we if we abide in the vine and he in us and we in him, we're going to be okay mm-hmm. if we stay under that umbrella. You get out of that umbrella and start loving this world and participating in the things of this world, you start entering a real dangerous zone. You really do. And it's getting worse and worse. And the demarcation line is getting clearer and clearer. Yeah. really is. And there's there's going to be a day, and we're going to talk about this on the Monday show. There's going to be a day of the separation of sheep and goats. And we're going to show you that there's no gray area. <laughs> there's no like, well, you were kind of a sheep. You were kind of cool. Um, no, it, you're a sheep or a goat. And there's specific criteria. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's it's a it's 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 going to be a horrible horrible moment for some people. Yeah, and when you think about the stories that we're going to do today, um, Zephaniah three one kind of says it: "Woe to her that is filthy and polluted to the oppressing city. She obeyed not the voice. She received not correction. She trusted not in the Lord. She drew not near to her God. Her princes within her are roaring lions. Her judges are evening wolves." They gnaw not the bones till the morrow. Her prophets are light and treacherous persons. Her priests have polluted the sanctuary, and they have done violence to the law. But woe to her that is filthy and polluted. Wow. If you think about the stuff that we're going to read today. Oh, yeah. Though that was written for Israel way back then, it applies so much today. It's unbelievable Mm -hmm. because God never changes. And it's, uh, it's it's a perfect statement of the lack of intelligence. Yeah. The lack of wisdom. I'm not just talking godly wisdom like, um, you know, things of the Lord. I'm talking about intelligence because that's what it says. The beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. I mean, you don't, you don't, you don't get wisdom and knowledge unless you understand who God is. So you might be smart or intellectual, but you're a fool because a fool says in his heart, there's no God. So you could be Stephen Hawking, some, I don't know what he was, a pretend to, tend to be astro quantum physicist or something he never made sense um you could be that dude and uh you're just a fool mm-hmm. if you believe there's no god just a fool that's right you know and then you go to a fool's place of hell and torment for eternity that's foolish yeah. that's just dumb it's a long time yeah and you can't unring that bell that's just really dumb 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 when it's presented to you and you just won't, you won't believe, mm-hmm. you won't faith. Un, it's just unbelievable to me. Yeah. Um, how how uh, some could just reject truth uh, so blatantly. Um, the other thing I want to say before we get started is uh, have a release date of September eleventh. 2018, September 11th, 9-11. I picked that date on purpose. And it's a, um, for lack of a better term, a CD. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nine songs on it. 
It uh, will contain the 1133 Blues. And all these songs are, uh, they've been a little a little remixed and remastered uh, compared to the ones I've already released. So they, they sound a little better for, uh, they sound a lot better actually for streaming services and things like that. But uh, have 1133 Blues, uh, Live By Your Faith, uh, a cover song by Eric Clapton, Wonderful Tonight. Um, another cover song by the Rolling Stones, I Can't Get No Satisfaction. I'll explain that stuff in a bit. Hold on. And then uh, East of Eden, He's a Lie, All That's Left Now, Fire Down Below, cover song written by Bob Seger, and then This World's Not My Home. Now, yep. the, reason, the reason why those cover songs are in there is because the whole album is a concept album and it's if every song on there is about anti-world mm-hmm. <laughs> and pro-cross every song on there is about the destruction of this world and everything 1133 blues is about 11 scene 1133 is about destruction live by your faith obviously is about living by your faith the destruction of the world uh like a <clears throat> like a wino going for his wine right mm-hmm. and the wonderful night is just a nice little just a nice little song just um it's just a song between a man and a woman uh, a married couple that god intended i can't get no satisfaction the stones and a lot of people say well that's you know it's the rolling stones it's filthy but it's 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 about it's about a person who can't get no satisfaction in this world. It's driving him nuts. The stuff he hears on the radio, the stuff he hears on TV, the stuff he's hearing traveling around the world um, as a rock store is not satisfying him. So it fits well within the concept. East of Eden is a song uh, I wrote about what happened in the garden and then what happened afterwards going east of Eden. Mm-hmm. He's a lie is a direct assault on Satan in all his lies it's a it's an anti-satan christ anti-satan christ it's an anti anti-christ song mm-hmm. it attacks him directly he hates that song all that's left now is an apocalyptic song about what's gonna happen at the end of the day when the mountain of fire comes crashing down and it will happen so i just wrote it in advance fire down below by bob Seger. the fire down below it's not a sexual song some people believe the fire down below is about the sexual energy that could be um, the way I interpret it is that all these people that do these things at night have hellfire down below. Hellfire. That's right. That's why I picked that song. Uh, this world's not my home. I think the title speaks for itself, and it talks about the uh, hate uh, that we have for this world, the actual hate for it, and um, we laugh at its demise. We we hate the satanic system. So it's a it's not a very if you want a happy, clappy, uplifting, you know, you like worship album, this ain't the one. <laughs> okay, this this ain't Hillsong, this ain't the one. In fact, it's not a Christian album. It just happens to be songs written by me, who's a Christian, but it's not a, by any stretch of the imagination, a Christian genre. Um, most of it's more a bluesy kind of thing. So anyway, that's going to be released September 11th. It'll be everywhere, um, hopefully by then, on Spotify, Amazon, blah, 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 blah. And uh, so that that's it. It's a great it's a great album. Yeah, it'll be it'll be really good. So it's all compiled into one, and uh, so we'll do some other stuff with that. And all right, all right, and that'll be available uh, then. Eleven. Uh huh. Let's see. Now, first up, Mr. Bell. Yeah. This one's a nasty one. I don't Th- like this. This one. is so disgusting. This is so disgusting. Uh, this is about cannibalism. These these are crazy people who actually 
enjoy this kind of stuff. Yeah. And the story has pictures. That's mm. what makes it. Bleh. Yeah. Yeah. Go to fifth. Go to our fifth hook media uh, Facebook page if you want to see this one. Yeah, it has pictures of of this stuff. It's unbelievable. Let's see. Uh, well, this is quite a title. It says, "I taste like beef." Sausage made from human blood and tacos filled with a man's chopped off foot. Yep. Meet the people who want to eat each other and themselves. Uh, some people eaters even get their sexual kicks from meeting and eating others on dating style cannibal sites. See, that's what's amazing that there's actually a community of people that like to eat human meat. Yeah. Eat and be eaten. Yeah, and there's dating, dating style um, apps. It's unbelievable. This is what we've descended to. See, this is this is exactly why. Um, oh, by the way, the, the the CD I did, for lack of a better term, you know, the, the, the CD um, is the the title is Times End. Mm-hmm. Times End. The project or band name is Mesquite Cafe. C A F E. There's no N Y in the E. Just to make it simple. So it'll be under Mesquite Cafe. It's not under my name. It's under it's under Mesquite Cafe. The title's Times End. And this this these like these stories we're talking about, this is why I write these songs. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. It's the end of time. This is incredible. Um and so hopefully there'll be a few people at least listen to it, but maybe they'll wake up. Maybe they'll go, huh, you're saying something there. Maybe mm-hmm. I should look into this. I don't know. I doubt it, but you know, you can always hope. Yep. Uh, let's see. The The first line here says, uh, it's some gal who um, got her picture. She has blood on her lips, blood on her fingers. Ugh. She's what? Probably in her 30s? Mm-hmm. Young gal. Late 20s, early 30s, yeah. Yeah. She says, the texture was good. It looked tasty. There was a nice hint of spice. And if Gwen hadn't spent all day cooking it, she'd probably never have guessed that the sausage she was eating had been made from human blood. Mm-mm. She'd invited one of her friends over to try the meaty dish as well and served it up at a candlelight table with a side salad and gourmet-style bloody drizzle. Yuck. They both agreed too much soy sauce, but otherwise delicious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so no one here in this article is doing this um, unwittingly. They all know exactly what they're eating. Yeah. Uh, last month, Gwen Vanderzon from the Netherlands tried cannibalism for the first time uh, just a month ago. Mm. Loved it. Just fell in love with it. However, uh, she's no Hannibal Lecter and no humans were hurt. Instead, she made the meal from her own blood, which she painstakingly drained into a medical bag that day. After becoming fascinated with the idea of trying a human sausage, I am. she says, why is my idea considered disgusting, but mm. doing the same thing with pig's blood isn't, she asked at the time. Well, yeah. I, you, you really want the answer to that? You really don't know why it's disgusting to make sausage out of your own blood? And it's disgusting with pig's blood. All blood is disgusting, but the human blood's even, I think, even more so. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? You have to ask that question? Yeah, plus it's supposed to be a, 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 a human, a natural re- version, a version to this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. It's not just something that, well, I find in the Old Testament, God's laws say don't eat the blood. I don't know why. It's so delicious. <laughs> really? <sighs> well, there's, there's, God, there's a picture of her blood sausage. It's just disgusting. It's just nasty. Oh, my Lord. It's just nasty. Uh, here's one. It says, a 37-year-old male seeks cute piece of meat. Although she's rare in acting uh, publicity. Publicly, I think. When oh, met. okay. Publicly on her unusual taste, Gwen is far from the only one to be fascinated by cannibalism. Here's a dating-style fetish site. It, it matches up <laughs> those desperate for human flesh with those who want nothing more than to be eaten alive themselves. Mm. Wow. These are these are two sides of the same coin. One wants to eat, one wants to be eaten. Mm-mm. So this thirty-seven-year-old guy, he he posts this on this uh, site. Says cannibal seeks meal. Uh, he says thirty-seven-year-old male seeks a nice, cute piece of meat. I prefer girls. Uh, there's another one that says I'm thirty-something man looking for a female, so we can sample each other's flesh. We can cut together, cook together, and eat together. Non-lethal cuts so we can enjoy eating one another. See, that's so disgusting. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, well at least time. they're looking for their own kind and not dating people and, you know, surprise, surprise. Yeah. Because that would be nasty. Yeah. Nastier. Uh, there's a lot of it. They have a, a, a little snapshot here. Oh, yeah. Um, One's we, called uh, Real Meat Here for Cannibalism. <sighs> Soft Skin. Cannibalism looking roasted me, real meat, looking for a female to role play with. Ugh. Disgusting. These are uh, posts. They're genuine posts. So would-be victims refer to themselves as long pigs. Long pigs. That's a term meaning human flesh, which was used by man-eating Pacific Islanders who thought people tasted like pork. Long pigs. (laughs) But why would anyone want to eat or be eaten by someone else? Experts say that cannibalism is largely due with power. Breaking the ultimate taboo leaves man-eaters feeling euphoric. It's just satanic. It's uh, it's the satanic rebellion. It's it's going against everything God says. He tried to protect you from. Mm-hmm. See, well, yeah, go ahead. It's a lack of wisdom. Mm-hmm. It's a lack of intelligence. That's why you would do this. Well, I like what this therapist Karen Helen has to say. She she suggested that cannibalism can become addictive for a small number of people with psychopathic tendencies, comparing the act of eating someone to a cocaine high. Wow. Psychopathic, yes. On Reddit, apparently, there's a growing number of posters who chat openly about their fascination with cannibalism. Um... Yeah. Oh, God. That's nasty. Okay, because there's a picture underneath that. Yes. After a motorbike accident, (sighs) one man decided to cook and eat a fillet taken from his own amputated foot. And here's a picture of it on the counter of his his meat. Oh, my Lord. Good Lord. His name is Bill (laughs) Shutt. Shoot or something like that. Uh, Oh, this is the author of Cannibalism, A Perfectly Natural History. This guy ate a human placenta when writing his book. Are you serious? Where did he get that? Yeah, I, I, yeah. where would you get that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 
He told uh, Sun Online, we think cannibalism is revolting because that's what our culture dictates. No, that's not why we think it's revolting. We think it's revolting because it is. It's disgusting. Uh, other cultures that didn't get that memo have had very different attitudes towards cannibalism. What other cultures? Mm -hmm. What are you talking about? The only ones who did it were a bunch of demon-possessed crazy people out in the jungles. Mm -hmm. They were already worshiping um, idols and, and, and serpents and crap. What yeah. are you? Are you an idiot? Yeah, yeah you are an idiot. Mm -hmm. You lack. See, no intelligence. No intelligence. I get sick of these people because they're so stupid. I really do. And when I say stupid, I, I'm not just referring. Oh, they're dumb. I mean, they're like they, they don't have any intelligence. How could you? How do you possibly say things like that? Oh my God. Uh, the man who served his friend's foot tacos. In June, there was a 38-year-old idiot. He, uh, it's a verified story, apparently, too. It's verified. This really happened. Um, he shared a story on Reddit of a dinner party where his friends uh, tucked into a meal made from his amputated foot. Mm -hmm. After a motorbike accident in 2016, he had the smashed limb cut off, and doctors let him keep it. I don't know why. I mean, I, I, I. Then after three weeks later, he threw a brunch for 10 willing friends where the main course was tacos made from the flesh, which had been amputated. My goodness. Ugh. The anonymous man posted photos of the dish and explained how he kept his mangled foot in the freezer until it was time to cook it. Wow. Uh, it says that it's been verified. I, See, I, that's nasty. I, I. Yeah. He uh, he cut off a chunk of flesh, marinated it overnight, and sautéed it with onions, peppers, and lime juice. He posted on Redbook, and he says, I taste like buffalo, but chewier. Mm. Super beefy and a little fat. We mm -mm. weren't looking to go all Hannibal and get gourmet, just to make it so no one gagged. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. He says, uh, my friends and I always had this joke, he adds, if you could try human flesh in an ethical and healthy way, would you? And we always said, of course. Well, the opportunity came up and I called them on it. It was a neat experience. I wouldn't change it. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know mm -hmm. what people would have this, uh, you know, kind of a mm -mmm. conversation. Anyway, should we go on or is... Uh, I think that's enough. I, it's just the, the, pictures, like... the pictures are just so... So disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I think it ends with, uh, let's see. Oh, how about, how about how, listen, the computer geek who ate a willing victim's penis. Um, however, not all wood cannibals are so easily satisfied with just a bite of blood sausage. An alarming number of online posts feature requests for victims willing to be eaten alive to satisfy cannibalistic sexual desires. Uh, there's a forum which hosts hundreds of these posts as the evolution of Cannibal Cafe. Not to be uh, confused with Mesquite Cafe, okay? Cannibal Cafe, a now defunct website for cannibals. Uh, supposedly the message board is for fetishists who want to role play as man eaters, but we know them from high profile cases on Cannibal Cafe that some users were deadly serious about eating someone they met online. Um,. Wow. Disgusting. There's a uh, German IT technician, Armin Miwas. He was among the unknown number of legitimate cannibals lurking on the site. In the most notorious case of cannibalism, 
uh, he this century he posted looking for a well built eighteen to thirty year old to be slaughtered and then consumed. So I, I don't who answers. <laughs> okay. I know. Uh, well, does, somebody did. Yeah, does I can't pronounce his name. I'm no, just, but he was an engineer from Berlin, so he's educated. Yeah, but not wise, but educated. He answered the ad in March of 2001, stating he was willing to be killed and eaten. A few days later, the pair met in the home, in Miwa's home, in the small town of Rottenburg, and they filmed a video where uh, this guy cut off and ate uh, this other dude's penis with his consent. As Brandy's bled to death, Mewies fried the penis in a pan with salt, pepper, wine, and garlic. Mm -mm. He later stabbed his victim um, in the throat and hung his body on the meat hook. And there's a lovely picture of uh, the dead guy. And then he ate the remains over the following 10 months, hiding body parts in the freezer and eating up to 44 pounds of human flesh. All for the supposed sexual pleasure of it. Uh, the cannibal wasn't arrested until 2002 when another ad he posted online was brought to the attention of the authorities. Even though his victim had agreed to being killed and eaten, he was eventually convicted of murder and sentenced to life in prison. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah. Are you serious? I mean, are, are they trying to normalize this stuff? Well, yeah. Really? You know what I mean? Well, they are. They're like saying, well, you know, there are sites out there. You know, some find it disgusting, but, you know, others, you know, these, these, they're like just transgenders. They're just like gays. They're just, they're normal. It's filthy. It's disgusting. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Let's talk about this poor porn actress. Oh, just the love of pizza. I just feel so sorry for her. I mean, why are people so mean? She says, uh, my big break in porn was a nightmare. See, how I'm poor thing. Her name is uh, another Jen- one with no intelligence. Uh, no, yeah, this one has uh, no wisdom or no brain. I, I I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Blig, Blig. I don't know, but she had her first professional porn film, and that's going to be her last. Apparently, she did stuff privately in her own studio at home, you know, nasty stuff, and then she she got a big break. Uh, with this uh, company who's a big porn company. They've been doing it for 30 years and, you know, they're, you know, the legit porn company to do this thing. So her big break to become an adult uh, film star, you know, because that's what every little girl dreams of, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so she says she was pressured, she was pressured to perform hardcore sex acts. <laughs> she was choked until she was nearly unconscious and groped by a director during the shoot. All of which was cut on video. Yeah, because they're they're filming a porn thing. She says, I tried to stop the scene, but the director told me I was ruining the flow. And I just put my head back into the frame. Mm. I felt helpless. All my nightmares about filming a pro-boy-girl scene were coming true. She's 30 years old. She's speaking publicly about her ordeal. But like other women in the porn business who have come forward with allegations of sexual misconduct, she's struggling to be taken seriously. Uh, on Freedom Friday, that's also true. Mm-hmm. Because as I read this, uh, I can't take it seriously. No, uh, of course not. Yeah, at all. Uh, it says, well, the, uh, the hashtag MeToo movement has swept through Hollywood. The adult film industry has mostly shrugged off allegations of sexual misconduct. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of course. How could you, how could you not? 
Yeah. You're doing porn. How could you then say I was sexually assaulted or I was treated wrongly when you're, you're doing porn? I, I mean, it's like you can't, I can't, you can't, you can't get around that. Mm-hmm. Uh, her experience underscores the secretive black box nature of the porn business, you think? Coupled with the still widely held belief that people who are paid to have sex in front of the camera have no credibility. <laughs> you think? Mm-hmm. Wow. But she wants to change all that. Um, she says the veil of secrecy allows predominantly male executives and producers to stay in positions of power for years. You know, even as they have a never-ending supply of young, inexperienced women mm-hmm. that want to get mm-hmm. into the porn business. Wow. Oh, my goodness. She's an idiot. Um, so she goes on and on. Apparently, she was doing this uh, sex scene, and she felt uncomfortable. And uh, But no one knew it. And uh, apparently, in this sex scene, there was another there was another co-star, which was a female in here, right? She got a little lesbo action. Mm-hmm. And um, did, did the co-star, the other female co-star, didn't know that this gal, this Blige gal... Uh, was uncomfortable until they went to the restroom and she was upset uh, about the scene. And she, she, but she had no idea when they were doing the scene that she was uncomfortable with it uh, <laughs> until after the shoot was finished. And um, this guy, I don't think this is his real name, but the name is Evil Angel. Oh, I'm sorry, that's not a guy. That's the name of the studio. <laughs> they named the studio Evil Angel. So go from there. It's the studio that produced the film. And they said that everyone involved with the project conducted themselves properly and were held to our high standards. (laughs) High standards of professional porn making. And Ginger Banks, Blige female co-star, who's not implicated in her allegations, says she did not realize that Blige was uncomfortable until after she was finished. So anyway. um, (laughs) So... Here's what she says. She says, I didn't expect to be treated like a piece of meat. <laughs> that is so funny. And it goes on and on. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she took pictures of her uh, marks, you know, where her, you know. Yeah, her owie. Star, you know, yeah, bitter. <sighs> so you They're all what? trying to cash in on this hashtag me too thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, apparently, uh, apparently it's not Cal OSHA approved. You know, it's dangerous. Maybe maybe they should wear, uh, you know, hard hats or something. Well, maybe they shouldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, you remember a, a, a few years ago, they were uh, L.A. or California or something that was going to require them to wear condoms. Yes. And it was a big thing, man, because it would ruin the industry and no one wants to see porn with somebody wearing a condom, blah, blah, blah. And I think they won. They won that. So yeah. you didn't have to do that. But now, you know, this gal's complaint, she was treated like a piece of meat doing a porn things. I don't, you know, it's unbelievable. It's, um, it's like uh, that article you're reading today or whatever. Everybody's offended. Everybody's offended by everything. Exactly. Incredible. Incredible. In fact, this is the only show that you can listen to where I say absolutely nothing that will offend anybody. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Um, let's take a short commercial break. All right. And then we'll be right back. Demons in My Marriage Bed, a true story of spiritual warfare, changed the way my spouse and I conduct spiritual battle and has increased our alertness level to the tactics of Satan. 
This is an excellent training manual for building a stronger marriage by exposing the tactics your enemies use against you. From all online digital retailers, God bless you all. And we're back. 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 Okay. This is a story that occurs way too often in the news now. Mm-hmm. These events against Definitely. against children. There's not a, there's not a whole lot here, detail wise. No, because I wanted to know why it says here. It's, this Georgia mom was arrested for allegedly shooting, killing her two year old daughter, but it doesn't say anywhere why she did so. Mm-mm. Not that I that I read. And it's hard to judge, uh, you know, a book by the cover, but her booking photo. Uh, she doesn't look like a woman that um, that was distraught. That would look, yeah, that would look like, oh my god, you know, I heard voices, and yeah, she just she looks really kind of psycho. Yeah, stoic. Yeah, very stoic. <laughs> so, well, she she basically confessed that mm-hmm. she shot that fa- she fatally shot her two year old daughter. She's thirty one years old, and um, on Tuesday, just before six p.m., she said that she shot her daughter, Natalia or Natalia. Natalia, Ta- Natalia, something like that. Anyways, so, but it doesn't say anything. Why? Why? Deputies they, found a firearm, spent shell casing, spent bullets inside the home. She was alone. No one else, uh, as she says, the uh, family was is fully cooperating with law enforcement. Mm-hmm. She's charged with murder, aggravated assault, and possession of a firearm. But just the fact, here again, is a mother. Yeah. 31 years old, and shoots her two-year-old. Yeah. Um, I don't get it. You know, I mean, spiritually, we know these people are just going bonkers. Filthy. Yeah, just filthy, filthy. going bonkers. Now, there's another story that, you know, I didn't put up here to discuss about, but it's very similar where um, that that guy killed his um, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. He decapitated his girlfriend, but the what the story says is that God told him to uh, because she wouldn't repent. Yeah. So he uh, now he's, he's living like Miss Capal pointed out when we talked about this. Uh, he's living in sin anyway. Yeah, they right? both were. And uh, and he's living with his mommy, daddy. Right. Anyway, they went to church, but anyway, he 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 uh, kills he kills his girlfriend in front of their three year old daughter. Mm-hmm. He cuts her head off and puts it on 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 her back, and then go takes the daughter to uh, the mall. He actually has a three year old daughter say goodbye to mommy, and then when when the cops arrest him, he goes, "Yeah, I did it, and God told me to do it because she wouldn't repent." And um, he goes, "He goes, I'm not crazy. Crazy people don't tell you the truth like this." Um, the articles, um, if if you read it, you'll notice it's that whole Bible believing crazy talk in mm-hmm. the event, you know, that whole discredit of Christianity and stuff in it. Uh, and that's why I had posted it. But that's just another crazy, crazy. These humans are just the portals are open. They've allowed themselves to be demonically possessed. They get possessed very easy now. Yeah. Because the the shields are there's no there's no protection for them. Mm-mm. They've they've rejected God is is really has lifted his hand of mercy. That which with restraineth has been has been removed, and it's. Um, it's we really do live in a zombie apocalypse now. Yes, we do. There's zombies all around you, and um, God, I don't know how long. You know? Oh, this is Miss Capal's favorite story. She found this one, she, and this is unbelievably. 
incredible to just think about. Now, this person didn't harm anybody physically. She's not a cannibal. Mm-mm. She didn't kill her kid. Nothing like that. But yet her attitude is just as demonic. Oh, definitely. Her entitlement is just as demonic as, as Satan saying, you know what? I want to sit on the sides of the north. I want to be as God. I want to sit on the throne as God. I want to be God. I want to be the... It's just as demonic. Mm-hmm. Just as self-centered. Just yeah. as... The the spirit of entitlement is yeah. definitely here. Totally crazy. Covetousness. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. So this is from Fox News. It says, Bride cancels, cancels wedding. Breaks up with fiance after friends and family refuse to pay for a sixty grand wedding. Mm-hmm. Here's what she did. Apparently, she got on um, social media and did this long-winded tirade. And her uh, her cousin <laughs> verified this, mm-hmm. took that tirade, and then reposted it, saying, "Look at my nutty cousin." And so it kind of went viral with everybody. Because this gal just went nuts blaming friends and family um, for for her having to cancel her dream wedding, which which was going to cost sixty grand. Um, it just it went viral, right? A lot of people don't even believe it's true because it's so says, bizarre. Yeah, because it's so bizarre. The cousin says it's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was shared on Facebook and Reddit by this woman woman's cousin. And um, the post starts, it says, it comes uh, it comes out with great sadness that I'm announcing the cancellation of, uh, of the wedding. I apologize for canceling only four days beforehand. Four days before the wedding. Yeah. She said that uh, her and the fiance have broken up due to some recent and irreparable problems before going on to blame her friends and family for ruining her marriage and life. See how they just... Point. It's always somebody else's fault. Somebody else's fault. It's not my crazy dreams, my unrealistic expectations. She explained that she had met um, her fiancé when they were 14 years old. Mm -hmm. They worked together on the family farm. They went to community college together. They worked and they saved to become financially stable. Right? They Mm -hmm. did everything right. Okay? Well, apparently they got a kid in there too somewhere. Yeah. so. So they had to do some nasty uh, she says we managed to save up nearly fifteen grand for a wedding. See, that's pretty good chunk of change. You could you could probably have a pretty nice party for fifteen mm-hmm. grand. Since our love was like a fairy tale, we wanted. She says we, but you know it's her. We wanted an extravagant blowout wedding, one where our son could be included. And that, now you get a clue mm-hmm. that there's a kid there. She says uh, we started touring venues and were torn between two. Now. Here's the kicker. A local psychic told us to go with the more expensive option. So she writes, and we thought, why the hell not? See, it's that psychic. They opened the door to the occult. And she went nuts. Yep. Because her cousin says she was kind of, she was normal before that. Yeah. She seemed she just she was okay. She I mean they were really shocked at her behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, she's very foul mouth. Every every other thing is f this f that. But she went on to to say that they needed sixty grand mm-hmm. uh, wedding. And they needed a little push to help them out. 
Now, when we talk about different venues, we're talking about another country. She's going. She wants to take everybody to Aruba. <laughs> yeah. She says uh, our dream wedding amounts to sixty k, all included with flights to Aruba. Really? And then she says, all we asked was for a little help from our friends and family to make it happen. Huh? A little help. Yeah. To all go to Aruba for your wedding. Uh, she wrote 17 paragraphs, apparently, like an outburst. And she said the pair specifically asked for cash gifts from the guests. Yeah. She says, how could we have our wedding that we dreamed of without proper funding? We'd sacrifice so much and only asked each guest for, drum roll please, $1,500. Yeah, can you imagine getting invited to a wedding and being asked to, for, you know, to give, to donate $1,500? I'd have to give them my... I, w- I wouldn't even give a gift that was no. worth that much. I'd have to give them my no, and not only no, but hell no. Wow. Get away. Get out of my life forever. They asked $1,500 to attend her wedding to help help her have her dream wedding. Yeah, help pay the cost. Yeah. The bride also explained she made it clear if you couldn't contribute, you weren't invited to our exclusive wedding... It's a once-in-a-lifetime party. So, you didn't, if you didn't pay your way into this wedding, you couldn't go. <gasps> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The, 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 the self-centered, the arrogance, the, the, the insanity here. Uh-huh. And then it goes on to say, much to the bride's dismay, she and her fiancé quickly discovered that people were not willing to pay $1,500 to attend their special day. So, they go on to say, so we sent out RSVPs and only eight people replied and sent us the check. Who are those eight idiots? It's probably real close family members, I would imagine. Wow. They said that they were very livid. How was this supposed to happen without a little help from our friends, she wrote. Desperately, we resent our invites and asked people to donate what they could. I mean, seriously, people, what is $1,000? What is $1,500? Clearly not a lot. (laughs) We also set up a GoFundMe that only got us $250. At this point, we were exhausted and tired. Don't you just feel for them? Oh, yeah. Who was the the idiots that uh, gave them money on GoFundMe? I know. Who were these other eight idiots that uh, sent in checks for $1,500 to go to Aruba? Mm Mm-hmm. So then the bride said that her now ex-fiancé suggested that they get married in Vegas to save on cost, but she just laughed in his face. He wanted those cheap, raggedly filthy, whore-like Vegas weddings, she wrote. Am I some hooch piece of trash, a hooker? And my ex left the room and didn't apologize for his hoarded suggestion. Wow. So the enraged woman, bride... Then wrote that she took out her frustrations on her maid of honor, who had promised her $5,000 before backing out. Well, that's a stupid woman, too. Mm-hmm. How could someone who offered me thousands of dollars then deny me my promised money and then tell me to, to shift down my budget? She knows my dream was a blowout wedding. I just wanted to be a Kardashian for a day and then live my life like normal. Ding, ding, ding. I called her a uh, filthy, poor excuse of a friend and hung up. And the bride ended her rage by restating that she wanted her friends to pay for her dream wedding. Wow. Yeah, there's that line there that says, um, I just wanted to be Kardashian for a day. Mm-hmm. And it'd be normal. Later on, 
it says that uh, she got really weird because like her and her family were just really into the Kardashians, mm, watching all the stuff. So she just, yeah. So she, I think she's probably acting like they act. Mm-hmm. You know, you you are what you ingest. So she was just this through her eye and ear gate, her soul gate was taking all this filthy demonic trash, watching this super unintelligent crap mm-hmm. of the Kardashians, and it and then it, she became that. Exactly. Of course, real life is not a reality show. The other thing they never addressed is how wrong the psychic was. The psychic yeah. says go for the more expensive one, and that just didn't work. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she says, how would it, how hard would it be to uh, effing donate friends? Do I matter to you? Just effing give me money for my wedding. I don't even sugarcoat. I won't pretend it's not what I wanted. It was for a dream. Wow. Wow. Um, very obnoxious. Very crazy. The, uh, the cousin says that over the years, this gal had been nice and overall pretty sweet. No red flags. Mm-mm. She says she has humble beginnings. She was working on her farm since she was young. Yeah, and um, they, they and her and her fiance both worked and saved up for this event. Mm-hmm. But she wanted she wanted a Kardashian day. Uh, the cousin called out social media and her family members. Okay, so it's not just her, but other family members' obsession with Kardashian stuff. Said over the past few years as the cause for the meltdown. Um. Wow. So. And then uh, the cousin also felt that the bride-to-be was drinking. Of course she was. Yeah. She's drowning her sorrows and, yeah. you know. <sighs> Unbelievable. But it just, uh, I, I, it just shows you the zeitgeist, the spirit of the age. This is, this is what it, it's producing. Mm-hmm. And this is just one person. Can you imagine all the little knucklehead girls watching that show? Yeah. All the little gay softy boys watching that show and then acting acting out? Yeah. Like it's, uh, you know, for real? Yeah. So her fiancé got tired of her uh, tantrum and he just walked. He's lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's fortunate, man, because, my Lord, he would end up looking like um, Caitlyn Jenner. He would have been in a he would end up in a dress, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with that Jezebelian switch hitting whore. Shimmy wow, that's terrible. You talk about Jezebel spirit, my lord. Good Lord in heaven. Mm-hmm. Good Lord in heaven. Trouble and evil are surrounding me. Yep, for sure. Uh, shall we end the show? Sure. And I'm going to end it. I'm going to play. I think I'm going to play a little 11:33 blues, man, just to get people in in the in the mood. Yeah. All right. You do that. All right. Ciao, babies.